This is the AI Reader Podcast. I am Beatrice Wright. Today, my dear listeners, we discuss educational mishaps. Brace yourselves for tales of educators who, in their desperate attempts to grasp technology they barely comprehend, have accused innocent students of employing the dark arts of artificial intelligence in their essays and assignments. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. (laughs) We will talk of other educators that made these accusations with actual evidence and applaud them. Finally, we will talk about some ways to fix this mess. Why don't you put your feet up and enjoy a nice cuppa? Because AI is rapidly changing... For context for future listeners, this podcast is being made May 20th, 2023, at about block 791,000 on the Bitcoin time chain. One British pound will get you about 4,600 Satoshis worth of Bitcoin. This Texas A&M case was first reported by Reddit user Deerkick. It was a weekend of celebration at Texas A&M University at Commerce as parents gathered at the fieldhouse to watch their children walk the graduation stage. However, the joy quickly turned sour for students in Jared Mum's animal science class. (coughs) On Monday afternoon, the students received a heated email from Professor Mum, accusing them of using ChatGPT, an AI-backed chatbot, to cheat on their assignments. The email threatened to give everyone in the course an incomplete grade, causing panic among the students. Here is an excerpt of the reported text from Reddit. Please excuse the professor's various textual errors. In grading your last three assignments, I have opened my own account for ChatGTP. I copy and paste your responses in this account and ChatGTP will tell me if the program generated the content. I put everyone's last three assignments through two separate times and if they were both claimed by ChatGTP, you received a zero. The final grade for the course is due today at 5 p.m. I will be giving everyone in this course an X. Please note the grade of X means incomplete. It is reasonable to assume that the instructor intended to refer to ChatGPT instead of ChatGTP, as stated in his message. It is difficult to take the accusation seriously when a professor lacks understanding of the technology to the extent of not even knowing the correct name of the product or its usage. It is uncertain whether this educator took the time to explore the use and constraints of AI detection. Additionally, I question whether they mistakenly assume that one can simply interrogate ChatGPT about the origin of a particular text, maybe expecting it to search through its entire history of generated content. Did the educator ever develop a close relationship with any student in the class to the extent that the accusation would appear incongruous with the character of the student being accused? Moreover, given the extensive reports of supposed AI usage, I ponder whether the educator considered the possibility that the detection method they employed might be giving false positives. What makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. I got better. Burn already! One senior in this case, who had already graduated, felt betrayed by the accusation. She diligently gathered evidence, including timestamps from Google Docs, to prove her innocence, and confronted Professor Mum at a meeting. Let's hear from her in an interview with the Washington Post. We've been through a lot to get these degrees. The thought of my hard work not being acknowledged and my character being questioned, it just really frustrated me. I'm not 
a witch. I'm not a witch. But you are dressed as one. They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't The incident at Texas A&M University sheds light on a larger issue in education. The use of AI technology, such as chatbots, poses a challenge for educators. The lack of clear guidelines on how and when to use these tools creates confusion and risks false accusations. Educational institutions have responded differently to the rise of AI technology in the classroom. Some, like the New York City Department of Education and the University of Sciences, have banned the use of chatbots due to concerns about plagiarism and the undermining of learning. Others argue that educators should adapt their curriculums to incorporate these tools as educational aids. Detecting AI-generated text is a complex task, and the available software is far from foolproof. Plagiarism detection companies, such as Turnitin, have released tools, ahem, claiming to identify AI-generated text but accuracy remains a significant challenge. The difficulty in accurately detecting such text poses a dilemma for educators, as false positives can harm innocent students. Burn already! Texas A&M University has initiated an investigation into the incident and is developing policies to address the use and misuse of AI technology in the classroom. The university denies that any students failed the class or were barred from graduating as a result. Individual students are working with Professor Mum to determine the level of AI usage in their assignments. Experts have differing views on how educators should approach the integration of AI technology. Some, like Bruce Schneier, a public interest technologist, argue that educators must adapt to the changing landscape and find ways to incorporate AI tools into their teaching methods. There are plenty more stories of accusations like this on Reddit. However, this is the biggest, most verifiable sourced case. If you have not already listened, I have another podcast about watermarking AI text so that it is easier to detect and not get tragic false positives like this. Link will be in the show notes. I have more respect for the instructors that come to Reddit with stories like this from Smooth Earth 9897. Let's have Mitch read his post. Instructor at an R1 STEM grad program in the USA. Students had a project report milestone to submit, and just reading through the submissions, I could see ChatGPT written all over it. My students who are international students that struggle to communicate with me in emails all started writing like native speakers in their reports. But that's not enough proof that they cheated, right? Then the fun begins. All 15 students are citing papers that don't exist. Five to six citations and references and not a single one is a real paper which gave me enough proof to fail them on the project and accuse them of using ChatGPT. Notice the world of difference in the accusations and the reasoning behind them. This instructor presents a clear and coherent narrative. They mention noticing a significant change in the writing style of their international students, who typically struggle with communication. This sudden improvement, resembling that of native speakers, raises suspicions of external assistance, such as the use of ChatGPT. Furthermore, the instructor provides concrete evidence to support their claims. They mention that all 15 students cited papers that do not exist, indicating potential plagiarism or reliance on incorrect sources. The presence of multiple non-existent citations and references strengthens their case and provides a compelling reason to fail the students and accuse them of using ChatGPT. 
he could easily present this evidence to an academic integrity board and solely based on the fabricated sources, and he would have a compelling case. The involvement of ChatGPT is almost inconsequential in this scenario. I applaud Smooth Earth 9897 for their meticulous approach in making these accusations. These stories are emerging from various levels of education, featuring both outlandish accusations supported by dubious AI checkers and well-documented instances of AI utilisation. Students are encountering difficulties as they rely on tools like Grammarly to assist them with their original writing. However, they are reporting that the output generated by Grammarly is being flagged. Drawing a clear line in this scenario will prove to be challenging. Let's explore the continuum of computer assistance and consider its evolving acceptability. Here's what we have. Immediate and automatic correction of typos. This feature has been widely accepted for a long time. It helps users maintain clean and error-free writing. Highlighting grammar errors. Another feature that has gained acceptance over the years. It assists in identifying and correcting grammar mistakes, enhancing the overall quality of the writing. Now, things get interesting with the next stage, receiving feedback on your text from a large language model. This is a relatively new development, where students can seek input from powerful language models. However, it's important to note that all the output is still done by the student. The question arises, is this level of assistance acceptable? Moving along the continuum, we have outlining a paper with the aid of a large language model. This takes computer assistance a step further, where the model assists in structuring and organising the paper. But here's the catch. Would this be deemed acceptable, and could it ever be detected? As we progress, we encounter human editing and fact-checking a paper written by a large language model. At this point, the influence of the machine starts to outweigh human input. We need to consider whether this crosses ethical boundaries or remains within the realm of acceptable assistance. Finally, we reach the last stage of the continuum. Simply submitting a paper without any input or review on content generated by a large language model. This raises significant concerns. Most people would likely consider this to be cheating as it bypasses the student's effort and relies solely on the machine's output. The challenge lies in defining the line where computer assistance transitions from being helpful to crossing into dishonesty. As technology continues to evolve, educators and institutions will need to grapple with these complex issues to ensure academic integrity. One of the fundamental assumptions underlying these discussions is that it is unethical to use a large language model. However, it's important to recognise that this viewpoint is open to debate. Throughout history, nearly every technological innovation has faced resistance. Remember when pocket calculators, Wikipedia, laptops in classrooms, remote learning and even social media collaboration were initially met with scepticism? Even online assessments were resisted in the early stages. If we take a step further back, books themselves were once opposed because they posed a threat to oral tradition. It's intriguing to consider this in the context of an instructor standing before a large group of students. Has the educational system truly transformed significantly in that regard? As someone who deeply values learning and admittedly possesses an excess of education, I hold a healthy disregard for the existing orthodoxy. 
I've gained a wealth of knowledge from sources like YouTube, Wikipedia, and yes, even ChatGPT. Innovation often challenges established norms, and it's crucial to approach these debates with an open mind. Embracing new technologies and exploring their potential in education can lead to remarkable advancements and improved learning experiences. Let's continue to question, adapt, and embrace the evolving landscape of knowledge acquisition. What are some alternative ideas? Khan Academy, a prominent online learning platform, has been a strong advocate for the flipped classroom model. The concept of flipping the classroom involves reversing the traditional approach of delivering instruction in class and assigning homework. Instead, students engage with instructional materials, such as video lectures or online lessons, outside of class, and then utilise class time for active learning, problem-solving and individualised support. Khan Academy has recognised the potential of the flipped classroom model to enhance student learning outcomes. By utilising technology and online resources, students can access high-quality educational content at their own pace, enabling them to grasp foundational concepts independently. This self-paced learning approach allows educators to dedicate more class time to addressing students' individual needs, fostering discussions and engaging in collaborative activities. Khan Academy has shown, in an impressive demo, an LLM acting as a personal tutor. This is the way to embrace technology. The flipped classroom model aligns with Khan Academy's mission to provide free, accessible education to learners worldwide. They offer a wide range of instructional videos, practice exercises, and assessments that can be integrated into the flipped classroom approach. Through their platform, students have the flexibility to review and reinforce concepts outside of class, while teachers can use data and analytics to monitor student progress and personalise instruction. Overall, Khan Academy sees flipping the classroom as a valuable instructional strategy that empowers students, optimises class time, and promotes active student-centred learning. Would this require more effort from educators? Absolutely. Let me share my personal experience. I once inherited the responsibility for a programming class that heavily relied on lectures, with only a small portion dedicated to actual programming. I found this approach to be inverted. Instead, I believed that students should engage in meaningful programming tasks and be challenged right from the start, rather than focusing on isolated commands through repetitive exercises. Transforming the class into a more hands-on and student-centred environment was certainly more demanding. As the instructor, I dedicated myself to ensuring that class time was maximised and valuable for each student. I actively walked around the classroom, providing individual support and guidance. In fact, I wore a pedometer and discovered that I walked a 5k every day in class, constantly moving from one student to another. While the revamped class was undoubtedly more challenging for both students and myself, it proved to be a rewarding experience. By prioritising active programming and problem-solving, students were able to develop practical skills and tackle real-world challenges. The class became more engaging and dynamic, fostering a deeper understanding of programming concepts. Although implementing the flipped classroom or any student-centred approach may require additional effort from educators, the benefits in terms of student learning and growth can be significant. The shift towards a more hands-on and interactive learning environment is an investment in empowering students and preparing them for real-world applications of their knowledge. 
one-on-one -on -one interactions with professors during office hours provide valuable opportunities for students to showcase their knowledge and abilities, receive personalised feedback, and deepen their understanding of the subject matter. These interactions can be transformative and lead to significant achievements. One professor encouraged me to publish my first textbook as an undergraduate. Oral exams may require additional time and effort from both students and educators. They should be seen as an opportunity rather than a burden. The personalised nature of these evaluations allows for a more comprehensive assessment of a student's capabilities and can uncover their true potential. It is important to recognise that these interactions with professors can have a profound impact on a student's educational journey. While they can provide encouragement and open doors to new opportunities, they can also offer constructive criticism and guidance when necessary. Once, my professor advised me to drop a class that I was struggling with. He was absolutely right, and I thank him for that. Overall, the chance to engage in personal evaluations and interactions with professors should be cherished as an invaluable opportunity for growth, learning and academic development. When taking a Tolkien class, one professor held optional classes at a local pub that had a Middle-earth ambience. This was a creative and informal approach to fostering student engagement. Of all the humanities classes I took, those sessions are the only ones that I remember. Ultimately, the essence of one-on-one -on -one conversations with professors has stood the test of time, remaining an integral part of the educational process that facilitates meaningful connections and deepens the learning experience for students. In the context of university education, where students invest financially in their studies, it is important for educational institutions to value and improve teaching methods. While traditional approaches hold their own merits, there is room for embracing new practices that enhance the learning experience. Well, it's my firm conviction that we're only scratching the surface when it comes to large language models and AI. The burden of staying up to date with the latest technologies and implementing them in various industries should fall on the fresh-faced graduates emerging from our esteemed universities. It's high time these institutions wholeheartedly embraced the tech, devoting more quality time to personally guide the students and adapting their evaluation methods to align with the reality of available technology. Speaking from my own experience in STEM education, I must say that LLMs are a stroke of brilliance, especially considering us geeks aren't exactly renowned for our prowess in prose. With these advanced language models at our disposal, communication becomes a whole lot smoother for anyone trying to interact with our geeky folk. It's a real game-changer that makes the world a better place. As education evolves, it's crucial for educators, institutions and students to adapt and strike a balance between embracing technology and maintaining academic integrity. Let's approach the debates with an open mind, recognising the transformative possibilities that AI can bring to education. Well, well, well. Seems like this podcast is attracting quite the audience. It's rather flattering, I must say. Now, here's a little request for all you lovely listeners out there. How about subscribing, throwing in a like or two, and, oh, do grace me with your comments. It'll give me a good idea of where you're all at, you see. But hold your horses, there's more. Fancy giving Fountain FM a whirl. Just click on the link below, and not only will you enjoy the podcasts you love, but you might even earn yourself some Bitcoin along the way. Quite the win-win, isn't it?
Until next time, keep calm and carry on. 